Section 13 of Birds and Nature, Volume 10, Number 4, November 1901, recorded for LibriVox.org by Maureen LaPrey, Lincoln, Rhode Island. Off for the Southland The first frosts of autumn are a warning to the summer songsters that it is time to prepare for their long trip to the Southland. From pine and beech and shrub they come, lingering to catch a stray insect or to feast on the seeds so plentiful at this season of the year, steadily collecting until dozens and fifties and hundreds of a kind are grouped together. Whether the smaller birds, such as the robins, bluebirds, and ground birds, select a leader for the trip south, it is difficult to say. Some birds do so and follow their leaders as the sheep of olden time followed their shepherd. However this may be, these fine-feathered travelers are careful to remain in a squad as compact as possible, and a note of alarm from one puts the whole legion to flight. All birds of short flight travel by night only, perhaps because it is a time less beset with dangers from the enemy. Perhaps instinct is more in control at night, when there is naught but dreams of the Southland to claim their attention. Some authorities have surmised that the birds, like the mariner, are familiar with the heavens, and taking some star or constellation as their guide, fly straight to the summer land of the world. But this last is not a safe conclusion for the bluebirds and robins have been known to err in their choice of a wintering place, some stopping in northern Georgia and perishing there because of their blunder. Others have remained in the Middle States throughout the winter, which grave error the best students of bird nature have been unable to explain. But we must not infer from this that birds, as a rule, travel at random and trust to what man calls luck. These little perching birds are the ones most liable to mistakes, and a sudden change in the weather or an unusually tempting food supply may lure them to pause too long in these more northern regions, delaying them until it is impossible for them to finish their trip. They have a very short flight, compared to other birds, and it is no slight task for them to accomplish a journey of a thousand miles or more. Yet they go and come with remarkable precision, and there are many instances of a pair nesting in the same tree or crevice or broken limb for several years in succession. When spring returns, some happy experience of the year before brings them back to the loved spot, and there they linger till time for the fall migration. The birds which are most unerring in their time and course of flight are the water birds. The wild geese are first in this particular, flying high in the air and with the leader ever in full view of the flock, remaining on the wing for from 24 to 48 hours. To be classed next to these are the herons, the wild ducks and the bittern, the long-legged waders and the little sandpipers. All these follow the watercourses, the Mississippi and its tributaries being their principal highways. The ground birds usually follow the prairie countries, though the clearing away of forests has induced them to frequent eastern Indiana and Ohio in recent years. 
But the western prairie states are their acknowledged summer homes, from whence they gather in companies when autumn comes, and like their fellows, flee to a warmer clime till their favorite dunes and marshes are again habitable. Claudia May Barron End of section 13 This recording is in the public domain.